wait, it's just me? Really? No, it actually is. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is the Ramon Foster Show. For real, Ramon's got family errands to be running, so he's not going to be around. But you guys are, and we're going to talk some football today. And, you know, there's no way we would be able to do that without this and this thing over here. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. We're going to do this ourselves today. We're going to talk about Steelers training camp. We're going to talk about Steelers versus Bills coming up Saturday. We're going to talk about uh, injuries uh, that have hit some parts of the team, mostly uh, the defensive side, what it is that we're looking for this coming weekend, and really, where are your hopes and fears, both of them? That's that's what I, I want to get to more than anything else today. Um, whatever your thoughts are as far as, you know, your highest hopes or your darkest fears for this team, more of a general thing. Nate says, his first live show I've been able to make. Uh, love the show. You guys rock. Ramon rocks. I don't. I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm the passenger in the equation. Anything at all that you guys have in terms of questions, send them in uh, specifics about camp. I've been out there obviously a lot. Uh, this is a, this is a good day to do that kind of thing. Uh, Robert wants to know how come I didn't make the DK and Dolly show today because she has a lot of work to do. That's why. That's why. Um, Rich is asking where Moan is. Uh, Moan is again, he's running some family errands. He texted me about an hour ago, just said he wasn't going to be able to make it. So we're doing this. So what we're looking for here is hopes and fears. And you guys are doing the driving on this one. Rick says that the highest hope will be a truly elite defense and more play action. Now play action. I've seen some of in camp, Rick, uh, Truly elite defense we haven't seen because we haven't had guys getting together. You know, we've yet to see the full 11-player unit out there. We certainly didn't in Tampa when a bunch of guys were held out. But is that a reasonable hope? Let's see how the inside linebackers perform whenever it comes to, you know, real live games. I certainly liked what I saw on last Friday. Uh, in Tampa, Eric Cole says health is both. Yeah, always, always. Uh, Luke says fears injuries lingering into the season. Yeah, injuries are obvious, guys. Come on, let, let's come up with something that that's a little bit like this. Gene says, "What's up with the two new cornerbacks and the other running back?" Oh wait, you're talking about guys that just got signed off the street. No, they don't matter. Those are pluggers. Those guys will get cut right away. They're just filling in spots on drills. Jeff Rossi says, worst case scenario, third in the division, just missing the playoffs. Yeah, I guess. Not really looking for for record predictions here either. We're looking for, you know, we're we're looking for stuff that's hopes and fears as it relates to the team. Kevin Herzog says, I hope to eventually see Darnell Washington play fullback instead of you know who. Well, yeah. No. (laughs) No. Why do you want that? He's, everyone wants the gimmick. 
You know, everyone loves the gimmick. They love a fun story. Kendrick Green was a gimmick. That's all that was. I said it at the time. I'm saying it now. And everybody's still talking about him. Darnell Washington is a born to be tight end. It it can't be it can't be any clearer what he is. Josh Grimm says, DK talking fears. Can we talk about the secondary? I think the Steelers' two most experienced starters. This is still Josh. We're lost this offseason where Cam Sutton and Terrell Edmonds. Been a lot of injuries in camp. Will this unit have any chemistry? Uh, don't forget that Arthur Mallette was lost too. And I know that Arthur wasn't the greatest in coverage, but Arthur was able uh, to help out with the run stopping and he knew the defense. And Josh, that's the thing that lines up here more than anything else. This defense needs to come together. And I have a feeling that the only time you're going to have them have a chance to do that, barring something really strange occurring, will be Saturday against the Bills. And even then, Larry Ogunjobi's still in a boot. Uh, you don't know who else might get hurt in the interim. So it, it's it, it's a little bit shaky, at least in that in that context here. Polly breaks the rules and brings up Kendrick Green. No, Polly, we're done with Kendrick Green. This was a gimmick. Everybody fell for it. The rug's been pulled out. Brian Rivers says, DK Cam has given me a, a glimmer of hope in Canada and how this offense is going to look and operate. I'm not sure what you mean here. What would Cam have to do with Matt Canada or the offense? I'm not quite getting that one here. Let's go to uh, Hodge. Oh, by the way, hey, Hodge. I didn't have a chance to do this yesterday and made a mental note. But you you pumped in 20 gift memberships, and I didn't see that until later at night. The screen that's over here when I'm talking to you guys or Ramon is talking to you guys is very different than the one that you guys see on YouTube Live. So you're probably thinking I'm ignoring Hodge, whatever. No, I didn't see this until a lot later. Thanks, man. That was very cool, and thank you on behalf of the 20 people who went and scooped them up. Hodge says, my biggest fear is the league stressing a helmet, hitting a moving target, making it more difficult for the defense. You know, the funny thing is we saw Quan Alexander lead with his helmet and get the 15-yard penalty, and then we heard two days later Terrell Austin say in Latrobe that it was the right call. It was absolutely the right penalty call because as soon as they see the lowering of the crown, they're going to call it. So everyone's going to have to adjust. And I, just think about this, though, Hodge. If you want something positive out of that, just think that you now have inside linebackers who might be penalized, like, for anything, you know? Hovain says Darnell Washington is too tall to be a full. He's not going to be a fullback. He's a monster at tight end. When he gets off the line and gets on his routes, he is capable of catching the football. And when he turns, which takes a little bit of time, and gets moving upfield, he's a handful. He is a big handful. Guys, the way to become a member here is to go to dkps.net slash join uh, finally uh finally here leo says or loss oh boy there's a mouthful right there it says finally get to catch you live yeah but you miss moan you know just like just like i miss him gene smith says not to be a negative nancy i think 
we grab second in the AFC North for the possibility of Kings again. Not looking for predictions here. Hopes and fears. Be specific. Nick says hope. <laughs> Nick puts them together. Steelers win the AFC top of the division, shutting up all those people predicting us fourth. Specific hopes, specific fears. Russell Wheeler says, with a question mark attached to DeMonte Casey's availability, how has Keanu Neal looked, and is there anyone else to fill in behind him? Well, Neal's been out too, Russ. You haven't seen the safeties. This is what I'm talking about with this defense. Minka had the, the personal leave early on. The other two safeties have been banged up. Now, Casey did throw out a little bit of a hint the other day that neither he nor Neil wants to be out, nor did they want to be out, but that they were held out. In Casey's words, and he's a pretty blunt guy, the coaches were involved in this. So I would not view, based on that statement right there and the fact that Casey's been out there uh, since then, I would not view Casey's status as being something that'll stretch into the 49ers game. Remember, that's still that's still a pretty good ways off. Jay Garlock says we all love Ramon. Yes, of course we do. How can you not love Ramon? Casey Kester says Kenny's got this. He'll surprise everyone except for Steelers Nation. That actually is the astute observation to be had here. Isn't it funny though? Uh, the footage of that drive, the highlights of that drive. The couple of places that I did notice it in outlets that were not Pittsburgh-based were like, whoa, look at that throw. I mean, he really zipped that in there. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. They're going to see. They're going to see. Jeff Rossi says, fear. Losing to inferior opponents and not starting hot enough to position ourselves for a playoff run. Jeff, have you ever seen the statistical breakdown of Mike Tomlin's record against sub 500 opponents. Have you ever seen it? Like the actual, the actual figures. Let's just say this. It sounds like they would surprise you by a lot. We really remember when those losses happen and they really get magnified, but it doesn't mean that there's more of them than anything that's out of whack or anything that we would, uh, we would see as some sort of dark trend the way a lot of Steelers fans do. Randy McCracken says, fear the Steelers starters don't look nearly as good against the Bills than the team looked against the Bucks. That, that's legit. And I've already thought about this, especially on the home field. Because I think a lot of people think they're just going to roll out there and do that again, you know, right down the field. Buffalo's a much better team. Buffalo is also going to be in week two. Buffalo's going to be using a lot of their starters. Oh, and by the way, Buffalo's probably going to have Josh Allen and everything else going for it so it, I have a feeling it's going to be just one quarter but it's going to be one quarter of fairly compelling preseason football Nick says I hope Patrick Peterson realizes his dream with double digit INTs followed by a sticky Lombardi Patrick Peterson uh, he thinks big he talks big what's great is that he also plays that way he's done that over the course of his career Sergio Perez says who do you think we can get on the open market to replace James Pierre. Um, can I be mean? Like anybody? I mean, this is your sixth or seventh corner. You know, it's not, it, it shouldn't be that much of a challenge. Remember, a lot of those guys open up after the final preseason game. 
Ryan says, DK, do you think that Nick Herbig and Keanu Benton playing with Isaiah Loudermilk at Wisconsin eases the transition to the NFL for the two rookies? Um, no, no I, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say that it would ease the transition, and this is going to be kind of boring, but uh, to life off the field, you know, how do you do stuff now that you're out of school and there isn't necessarily somebody taking care of everything for you? Uh, how do you, you know, conduct yourself off the field and things like that. Loudermilk's been around for a couple of years. He can do that sort of thing. But especially where Nick Herbig is concerned, and I can tell you this from watching Ed Latrobe, he and his brother are inseparable. So when it comes to the NFL life specifically, Nick Herbig is going to be learning a lot uh, from brother Nate. One more before we go to the break here. Robert says Darnell has a better chance of turning into Larry Brown than he does being a fullback. I would not dispute that when we come back let's see if I, there it goes when we come back we're going to do the whole uh, three chefs thing and the only segment that matters except that we're kind of spreading it over both sides at dk pittsburgh sports we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams now that connection's stronger than ever introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Uh, Get-go cafe and market. Quality is at the core of every menu item. (laughs) Our three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger salad wrap drink and app is crafted for what they uniquely refer to as crave ability order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it taking your questions with the hey you can say hey moan if you want he's not going to hear you today you might appreciate it joe arroyo says hopes kenny shows them that he's a great quarterback Fears our corner back doesn't play well. Joe's sentiment about Kenny and the Steelers, I, I get a lot of this from people, is this, we really want to show them something. We'll show, why? Who cares? Beat them, you know, win the game. Uh, who is it that you have to prove something to? If Kenny's going to be a good quarterback, he's going to be a good cornerback, and they're going to see it, you know? It doesn't have to be some vindictive thing. Fear, according to John, is George Pickens becomes selfish. Hope George Pickens becomes a top-tier wide receiver. Hey, John, what if those are the same thing? Don't forget, every wide receiver wants the football. They just go about expressing it differently. They go about handling their business differently. They go about buying the quarterback stake differently or carrying his bags out to the bus, or whatever it is that gets taken. Luke says, hey, DK, what are the biggest adjustments made from week one of preseason to week two? If you mean uh, strategic, that's this. It's an absolute zero. There are no strategies. Uh, Kenny in Tampa described it to us with a single word. It's vanilla. It's vanilla offense against vanilla defense. Nobody's even trying to out-scheme anybody else. You're exercising and executing a play that you hope will work in the regular season, but you're not saying, Oh, look at what Tampa is doing. We're going to adjust to that. 
to an extent, there's a little bit of that with RPOs and so forth, but not all that much. If you want to become a member here, do that by putting dkps.net slash join up in your URL browser. Don't be clicking the screen or anything like that. We have 745 active members, and the goal is to get 1,000 thousand active members by the time the Steelers and 49ers kick off. I think that's doable. I really do. And when we do, the boss over here is promising that we will have Ramon merch. Justin is spying out of the side of his eye a few uncles over there at the table. Randy Wagner says, fears, Matt Canada remains. And <laughs> Well, Matt Canada, he doesn't he doesn't offer a hopes there. Maybe it's that Matt Canada would be fired sometime between now and then. Look, Ron Slay still comes in to 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 troll us here, even though his brother's not around. Gotta like that though, huh? Gotta like that. Impressive. Uh, don't be messing with Ron Slay, by the way. He wants you to hit the like button. Go and hit the like button. What's up, Ron? Vegeta comes in and says, Hope, winning record AFC North. Fear, losing record in AFC North. It's only six games, but yeah, those are going to be enormous. You know, especially if those things end up looking, uh, those those records, the overall records end up being really, really tight. The AFC North games represent such a big swing, as do, of course, the AFC games in general. Cat, Cat Manita comes in and says, is Larry O's injury going to be an issue? It won't. Uh, Larry O is in a boot, and I don't believe that you're going to see him. I don't believe that you should see him on Saturday night. He doesn't have anything to prove to anybody. If anything, you could get him maybe a you know, handful of snaps in that third and final preseason game in Atlanta. But, <laughs> excuse me, Mike Tomlin himself has described Larry O's healing arrow as up, okay, which in Tomlin jargon means he's going to be fine. They don't see him as being um, any any sort of long-standing issue here. DeMond Brown says, and he does it. He does it, right? With a hey, moan. I hope we can be like the 2005 Steelers. Great defense. Offense makes enough plays to win games and doesn't lose it and the defense takes care of the rest. DeMond, I'd be interested in hearing back from you, though, to what you just said there. If you actually believe that this defense has the capability to be great. I like what I've seen of the inside linebackers. I like the fire. I like the energy. But I have a hard time picturing a truly great defense. And maybe this is old-fashioned on my part. Okay, because, you know, the the great defenses of the past were the ones that had, you know, uh, for any teams, whether it was uh, LeVon Kirkland in the middle, uh, you know, Ray Lewis with the Ravens going way back, Jack Lambert, the guys that are in the dead center that are calling the signals, that are in control, that are chasing the running back, that are spying the quarterback. uh, You know, defenses have changed. I'm going to admit that, okay? But I just don't – great is a strong, strong term here. Roberto says, hi, DK. We must feel confidence about the real shoot for our team. Let the boys balling out. Roberto, I don't even know what that means, and it sounds great. 
<laughs> Josh says, Hope, Matt Canada, helps take this offense to a top 10 points per game offense in the league. I think that's a fair expectation. By the way, before I get to the the second part of what you wrote here, Canada had some strong words this past Sunday, maybe for the first time in his tenure, and it really kind of caught me off guard that it didn't get much traction. Maybe it's because it was on a Sunday and you don't have the, you know, the the TV and radio element involved in it. But Canada said some pretty strong things about his expectations for this offense. And you would think a guy coming off the kind of year and the kind of criticism that he just faced, that he'd want to maybe tamp it down a little bit because he's always done that in the past. That's not what he did. He's seeing things out there that he really, really likes. Uh, James says it sucks that Moan missed a hump day. His hump day call is epic. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I can do a Chooks Okorafor for you. I can't do a Ramon. You're going to have to wait for the real thing, and that's going to be uh, next Wednesday. Ray Smith says fear Kenny Smith, or sorry, Kenny Pickett, additional concussions. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, health is going to be at the top of every, I, I'm just going to assume that health is on top of everybody's hopes and fears list. So let's see uh, what else we can put together for this episode. Swan says, hey, DK, what's the most important thing that we need to have happen when we play against the Bills? Hmm. Honestly, I had this all lined up last week, remember? And, like, some of them I, like, really got in advance. This one's going to be a little bit tougher. Try a little bit of the caffeine here, see if it helps. Playing against the Bills, the first thing that I'd want to see, and I'm just winging it here, obviously, I want to see the defensive front continue to get pressure the way they did against Tampa, only this time against an actual NFL quarterback, not Baker Mayfield. Uh, Josh Allen can make things difficult, but the Steelers' methodology of dealing with mobile quarterbacks has always been effective, including the couple of times they faced Allen. They're really good at coming in from the sides. That means you're going to need who to be effective? T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Nick Herbig, Marcus Golden, anybody who's on those edges. Okay, so there's one. I'm going to get you another one here. I want to see Najee break free. Of all the people who busted out a little bit against Tampa there in that one drive, and I'm not knocking Najee here. He had, what do you have, one, two touches on the drive? I want to see Najee hit a couple. Okay, a, a good eight, 10 yarder, kind of like the one that uh, Jalen Warren had, which, by the way, was a terrific run. If you see Najee doing that, that's going to be another sense uh, of assurance. And the third one, they're always everything has to come in threes, right? The third one I would say would be to get Allen Robinson involved. Another guy didn't touch the football. Okay. And not again, not that anybody did anything wrong. He is the only wide receiver who was on the field with Kenny who didn't get the ball. Uh, I don't know that there's enough realization as to how big a part of this offense A Rob's going to be. And he is. And it would be nice to get that. To get that showing. So there, how did I do? Jerry Yeager wants to know, what's my greatest fear? My greatest fear is this ceiling coming in over my head like right now. But that's just kind of how I am. But you're talking about from the Steelers, and if you set aside health, and we're talking about the season overall, 
Oh man, I have to say it. I just do. I I just don't want to see this offense get held back by a lousy coordinator. I want, believe it or not, Matt Canada to prove me wrong. I want Matt Canada to stick my criticism and everybody's criticism in our collective faces. I want him to do it to Steve Smith with his Saturday-ish thing. I have seen things, and now you have as well, from the television game in Tampa that look very different from last year. I've seen different routes. You've seen different approaches, different attitudes even, okay? And maybe, maybe, maybe he was holding back. Maybe he just became enlightened. I don't know what the actual answer is to that, but I don't care. That would be the biggest fear because there is one thing that can undo a lot of offensive talent, and it is a lousy coordinator. John says, fear is third and 10, and we throw it five yards. Okay, yeah, five yards and hope the receiver can make a move. That's But that's partially on the play design, you know? Jake says, my hope is that we're in the top half of offense. Uh-uh, Jake, don't do that. Don't do that. Steelers were 18th last year. You're saying top half? What do you want? You want them to get to 16? Come on. Get them into the top 10. That's a lot of first-round picks. That's a lot of money on that offensive line. And that's a lot of George Pickens, okay? There's no reason for this offense not to be in the top 10. And when I say top 10, I'm talking about yardage, but I also want to emphasize that this team only averaged 18.1 points per game last year. Not the team, but the offense. And that's not okay. They need to be at 24, 25 points. That's asking for another touchdown. I don't believe that that's excessive. Hanover Fist says moderate hope. Najee has 12 touchdowns this year. No, no, no. More. Okay? Because he is your guy down close to the goal line, which is part of what made this Kendrick Green stuff so farcical. Did you think they were not going to give Najee the ball and were instead going to give it to a 315-pound lineman who's never carried one for a living? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Set your sights high. Set your expectation. What's, what was it Mike Lomlin's term? Reasonable expectation. Randy Wagner says, DK, thanks for shining light on Allen Robinson's leadership qualities. He's referring to a, an article that I did on, uh, on DK Pittsburgh Sports that would be uh, in last week's Point Park University Friday Insider. Some information that I got about how the Steelers were dissatisfied with the way the wide receiver room was being controlled or not controlled by Frisman Jackson the positional coach and how one of the reasons that they brought in Robinson and then also challenged Deontay Johnson to step up was that they felt that room really needed to be led. So take what you want from that. And not every positional coach is uh, the high school principal type. Justin says, does it make any sense to have picket play any more than one series? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's football. Just play. You know, they're doing this every day. And I understand it's not guys doing it in anger and it's not you're running the risk somebody's going to go back there and do something stupid. But you can also set up a play. Like, look, Kenny went six of seven in Tampa. Do you remember what the one was that wasn't completed? Okay, that was dumb. That wasn't on Canada. That was on Kenny. He barely got out of one guy's grasp, then went rolling to the right, then got taken down. No, man. 
No. Now, granted, he bounced right back up, so nobody even thinks or talks about it. But if if he had gotten hurt, everybody would be talking about it. Now, they'd probably be blaming Tomlin. At some point or other, you got to take the bubble wrap off and let them become accustomed to each. Let, let's put it this way. That room, last Friday night, late Friday night, and those offensive guys were as confident in themselves as I'd ever seen this particular group, meaning the, the Kenny Najee group. That comes with value that you can carry into the game against San Francisco. Uncle Bruce says Matt Canada has nothing to lose this year. The man probably knows uh, that he's he either shows or he's out. I mean, I think he had that attitude last year. You know, in the second half, everyone was sure Tomlin was going to, or that at least there was a good chance that Tomlin was going to fire him at the bye week. He just kept coaching. And the team buckled down, really, with the run. They went after it, and they got it done. 146.4 yards per game on the ground with a, still a, a kind of a young-ish offensive line. Bob Schreiner finally makes it. Says hope. Offense averages 28 points a game while the defense averages only 10. Dude. Defense is going to average only 10 points allowed per game. Fear. My friends find a way to make me stop talking about my Steelers. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, Bob. Don't live in that particular fear, as the head coach might say. CTD says, the Steelers bench is very deep, and the seasons are longer than ever. You know what? Normally, getting into depth conversations doesn't happen in August. But one of the things that occurred in Tampa that probably should have been one of the brighter lights is that this defensive line in particular showed you that they've got actual depth. And take it from the guy who covered the game that night in Minneapolis when Dalvin Cook ran wild all over everybody. This is a long time coming, arguably overdue, but also very, very much welcome. Because if you get to the point now, Cam's 34 years old, immense respect to everything that he's done and what he's still capable of. He's 34. If you get to the point where it's just Cam and Larry having to ward off the opponent, things aren't going to go well for you. Uh, I've been trying to figure out, and if you've been with me for a while, you'll know that I've poked Tomlin on this as well. Where does he see DeMarvin Leal? Uh, Where does he see Isaiah Loudermilk? Where does he see these other guys? And his answer always, you'll also recall, was we're going to let them show us. Well, you know what? Last Friday, they began to do that. They began to do that. Keanu Benton really began to do that. My goodness, did that film pop, by the way. Way more so than live, because I just wasn't really locked in on the defense when I was watching live from the press box. My goodness, did that film look good here. The time to catch the 49ers is early in the season, says CTD, before they get rolling. First game at home is a possible one. Don't worry about the opponent. Just play your best. Just play your best. Never have to do that. All players will tell you that too. Ryan says, hope is we beat the Browns both times. We play them fear. We lose either game and I have to listen to my wife gloat again. All right, way to make it personal. DB Cooper says, the Steelers will surprise the world this year. Not saying Super Bowl, but they will dominate 
Just enjoy it. You don't have to rub it in anybody's faces. Jake says, optimistic hope. Deontay proves everyone wrong. I am still really high on him, says Jake, and this year will be huge. It could be. It could be. Now, I shared in my column, the written column from Tampa, that the guy that I spent the most time with in that locker room was Deontay. Wanted to see where he was, what his, what his brain was working on. And he sees things that he likes, especially from his quarterback. And if that sounds like transference or he's blaming somebody else, who cares? All that matters in the equation, I'm talking about this a lot today, is the confidence, is the internal confidence. What me and you think, what the other perceptions are, they just don't matter. Dylan just became a member. Grateful for that. Anybody else wants to join Dylan in this regard, you can do so by going to dkps.net slash join. We can surprise Ramon and show him that we can pick up some members even when he's not around. We entered this program with 745. Along the path, Doug re-upped for his third month. Ivor showed up as a new member. It's about time, man. You've been here, you've been here forever. Just poking around, stealing the free bananas in the back. 412 re-ups for a third month. And Dylan James shows up new. Welcome and thank you to all of you. <laughs> Leverage says Deontay run this way forward. Hey, he did hesitate and stutter step on one of those three catches the other night, but two of the three catches were for first downs, and that one was this close. And maybe if he didn't stutter step, he would have gotten that first down. So maybe there's a little bit of a lesson learned there, or maybe not. We'll see. But that is going to be a big, big factor for it. Jeff says, weren't they working over the offseason? Deontay and Kenny? Yeah, the answer is yes, Jeff. They were. And they'll tell you that it really paid off. But you know who else will tell you that? All of the receivers. Kenny didn't pick a favorite. Kenny worked intensely with Deontay, with George, Calvin Austin. You know who else? Alan Robinson. New guys challenged to come in and be a leader and everything else. He was going to put the extra work in, especially with his new quarterback. Everybody was involved in this, and it it, it is already paying. These guys just, when you, when you ask them about it, they just kind of smile a little bit. They light up uh, right away, you know? John says he got that 100th like. 100 likes only in the – how deep are we into the show? We only have 100 likes? Jim says you have to re renew the membership every month. I believe that's how it works. I believe. Uh, maybe uh, some of our regulars can come in and explain that. Like Nate just came in. He's brand new. But if Nate had re-upped, it would show second month or third month or something like that. So I'll wait for like Ryan Lytle or one of our regulars to – to pipe up with exactly how that works. Randy says, my greatest fear was walking into DK's store here downtown and speaking an unknown language, but super thanks to Dolly and DK. My expectations went well beyond the moon and back. It was great to have you here, Randy. Um, and we're grateful, not just for your membership, but for the fact that you're here as part of this community every day. Joe is now in as a new member. Hanover Fist says the actual likes count is 198. Darren wants to know if we can track the number of gifts given out. Uh, I, I can ask her about it after the show. Uh, DB says that his auto renews, that it, it comes in every, that it just auto renews every month. And that's what 
Jacob says every, although it looks like Jacob needs his to auto renew. Rick uh, says it's a whopping 99 cents. Just do it. James says PayPal deducts automatically. And John says, hey, DK, I have the feeling that the Steelers like Braden Fajoko. Do you think that he bumps Loudermilk off the roster? Off the roster is a pretty big fall. And I don't know how many defensive linemen they're going to keep. But I'm going to keep saying this about Loudermilk. And I know, you know, people don't like when you criticize young players. Show me something. Do something. You know, don't be a human reputation. You know, be in action. Keanu Benton had an opportunity the other night in Tampa. And he made the most of it on several occasions. He showed that he could uh, swipe guys off of him. He could shed blocks partially with his strength, his arm strength, and partially with his quickness, but also with his awareness. He has an ability to get downhill in a hurry. I don't want to start getting all football technical on everybody here, but Javon Hargrave had that. And remember, Benton told me in Latrobe, and I shared this with you, that that's the guy he looks to. He looks at Hargrave's game and says, that's that's me. That's my style. Not, not that he necessarily wants to imitate him, but that's just he's the same type of player, not putting himself in that pedigree. But he got he got through. He made an impact. We're waiting on that for Louder Milk. We are. We're still waiting on it. Lyle just announces his arrival. Just says, I DK, I'm here now. Thank God for that, everybody. Lyle's here. Let's hear it for Lyle, everybody. <laughs> Hodge re-ups for three months. That was never in doubt. Luke says that his uh his auto renews. So I do believe that we have a, a pretty firm answer here from the community. Kenny says Benton's a monster. You know what? I'm not about to argue it at this phase. I'm not. And I just, look, I know I've been talking about the D line a lot today, but it's, it's been a while. Okay. And I'm trying to picture, you know, the last time there was any kind of meaningful damage done from the D-line. It was the COVID year. And that was when Cam and Steph were just two-man wrecking crew. But if you have Cam and Larry, and then you have a third element to that, you have somebody else who's in that mix. And then you have TJ and Alex coming from the sides. A couple things are in play there. One is the obvious, you know, it's going to be tough to stop them. Two, though, is that you almost never have to bring any sort of surprise blitz, any sort of uh, you know, awkward schematics. You don't need to bring your inside linebackers up. You don't need to have safety blitzes, corner blitzes, kind of stuff Mike Hilton used to do when he was here. And that's, man, that's something. Hodge points out that if you get a gift subscription, that's the one that you have to set up to keep it the following month. Swan really appreciates my... Don't be a human reputation. I suspect everyone from the Loudermilk clan didn't appreciate that line nearly as much. Jerry says, I'd like to see a better game this Saturday than last year's game with the Bills. Last year's last year. You don't have to do that. Leal and Benton are exciting, definitely, says Jake. I mean, you know, we're getting there. Steeler girl has to leave us for the day. I want to once again, you know, wish her and everybody else on the island of Maui who would be tuning in uh, all the best in their continuing recovery from just an unimaginable 
tragedy in one of our 50 states. Jeff says, a guy like Benton could extend Cam's career. I want you to get back to me on what you mean by that. Okay? I'm going to challenge you on that. It sounds good, but you also just kind of left it dangling there. Get back to me. Just type it right now, and I'll put it up on the screen. Randy says, God bless Sealer Girl. Yeah, I mean, wow. Sergio says, hey, DK, I've noticed Najee's a lot more quiet, almost upset when he gets interviewed. Oh, boy, we knew we were going to get a good question today. How do you feel is your one-on-one interactions with Najee? This is a a different dude. Um, I'm going to try to find a way to explain this in a way that doesn't sound like I'm criticizing him because I actually really like the guy. He has made up his mind about what the media is and where its role is in his life. And there's something of a wall there six days a week. He does a group interview in midweek. And like a lot of the more prominent players, this was a trend that really started with Ben Roethlisberger, where you just pick one day a week where you're available, meaning leading up to the game. And he would do that. And he'll answer the questions, but he'll do it in kind of a, you guys have seen some of these videos, right? He'll, he'll ask you questions back about your question. Like, what do you mean by that? Why are you asking that? What is it? Not in a confrontational way. He'll have like a, something of a smile on his face or he'll ask you about something that's written on your t-shirts or whatever, where it just kind of goes off the rails a little bit. You know, which day he doesn't mind being interviewed and is a spectacular talker and is completely comfortable with everybody. And you can read into this, whatever you want. Sunday after the game. And it was true again Friday night in Tampa. He was just terrific. One-on-one. I've gotten some of my best, most, uh, how do I put this here without giving him up? Some of my best, most insider-ish material from this individual. Because after the game, I don't know if maybe there's just some big release that comes where everything just feels like, Game's over. I can breathe a little bit. But whatever it is, he is a must-stop for me after games. I'll always find a way to spend at least a, a, a hello and how are you and how are you feeling with, a, with, with a 22 after the game. So it's kind of a convoluted answer I gave you here, but he's, he's, he's a little bit of a complicated case in that regard. A couple more today. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm kind of losing it here. I'm doing all the talking. Brian says, uh, I think Jeff could be speaking to not losing any drop-off once. Oh, you're t- we're trying to clear up Jeff's question still. Not losing, uh, well, this is how B- uh, Benton could help Cam. Not losing any drop-off once Cam comes off, which could help Cam. And yeah, you could spell him for sure. If Cam feels like he needs to be out there, 60, 65 snaps, that's a problem. That's a real problem. Let me see if Jeff ever did get back. We had just a ton of comments pouring in. Now, Jeff's still crafting his uh, his reply. <laughs> I would presume. Jim Montgomery says, are there any players you just don't like and would you tell us? The answers to that in order are yes and no. And that will apply years from now. Well after they're gone, well after they're retired, I won't ever give up something like that. 
Randy says, thankfully, Najee's more cooperative with the media than his mentor, Marshawn. Hey, I don't know if Marshawn is guiding him or not. Actually, again, if somebody wants to cooperate, they can. If they don't, they don't. It's, for me, it doesn't really matter all that much. Just don't be rude about it, you know, because I'm not being rude to you. You know, if I, if I come over and I say, hey, you got a minute, I say, hey, I'm sorry. I, I got to take care of something right now. Cool, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Good luck on Sunday. Bye-bye. That's it. That's the end of the discussion. There's no... Oh my God, I got stood up by so-and-so. Who cares? You know? We're going to take uh, one more today. And this one comes from Leroy, who hasn't gotten one in yet. It says, I hope Pat Fryermuth... <laughs> I'm running out of steam here. I hope Pat Fryermuth shows out this year, too, and cements himself as a top-five tight end. All right, here's where I get unpopular. Everybody who was just about to say, hey, nice good, nice job on the show, good job, and they're all going to take it back. Friermuth is ranked by a lot of people right now as a top 10 tight end in the National Football League. I want validation of that. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that he can be that. And I don't expect him or anybody to be Travis Kelsey. But I want to see that gap close, and I want to see there be no doubt as to whether or not. I don't need top five. I'm okay with 10 because Kenny's got a ton of targets. He's got, As we saw the other night, he's got a lot of different directions he can go. So I, I, I don't want to attach some sort of catch number or anything else like that. But, yeah, I'm running out. Luke says you need more coffee. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, you ever try talking for 45 minutes straight? <laughs> All right, guys, we will do this again tomorrow. I promise that I'll do a lot less talking tomorrow. Big man's going to carry the show on those big, broad NFL guard shoulders. Let's do it again tomorrow, guys, all right? Yeah, we even have a post show here so I can talk a little bit more so you guys can hear my voice when it totally gets shot. I've got I've got nothing. I got nothing. This is what you're getting tomorrow, see? This guy right here and his authentic Casey Kester donated belt. See, it doesn't even work when Moan's not around. Let's do it again tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Oh.